Welcome to Leading from Alignment, a weekly podcast from Converge Coaching, where our passion is to help you lead better, lead longer, and enjoy it more. Hello again. Welcome to another episode of Leading from Alignment with our friend, our, our, our helper, our, for many of us, just uh, our professor, our mentor, uh, John Opaluski. Good morning, John. How are you? Jim, I'm doing great. It's so good to be with you on Pod 113 today. Right on. A professor. I think that's the first time I've called you that, but it really it kind of fits. <laughs> you need some pocket protectors, maybe, and a bunch of pens <laughs> sticking out. And maybe if you grow hair on one side, you come it all the way over to the other side. Oh, boy. I better not do that. <laughs> yeah, Laura would say, ah, we need another another co-host to help you here. Yeah, so she would today, be, she'd be chasing me with the uh, with the the number two blade, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So today, um, the the book that we wrote, putting the good in goodbye, yeah, uh, came out of a season of both of our lives. But I remember calling you. I remember I was working a side job, and um, was out there getting ready to spread a bunch of mulch. It was so strong on my heart that it, as people had left my church and broken my heart. I, I look for resources and could not find a resource. I remember one podcast said, join us next week because we're going to talk about this. And I was so excited because I was in so much pain and I listened to it. And I kid you, not, that's what they said. Yeah, that's just hard. It just is what it is. I, I, <laughs> I waited a week, you know, like Christmas morning and I got a lump of coal. So I am glad that that um, significant thought and prayer and, and really a season mm-hmm. to digest our experiences yeah. went into putting the good and goodbye and into our podcast today. So why don't you, why don't you take it away? So, uh, you know, when, when people leave the church, you pastor, uh, I, I think God mourns that. Um, yeah. and, and so should you, yeah. at, at least for a while, you know, as, as a young pastor, Jim, I, I was a lead pastor. And I believe you were too at age 29. Um, the worst days in my life, well, at least the worst days I thought, they were the worst days in my life were when people I cared about decided to leave. Yeah. But now all these years later, I understand something that those didn't have to be my worst days. Right. They felt like it. Um, You know, when people leave church, most of the time when people leave church, it's their decision, uh, not ours, but it can always, it can always feel like it's our fault um, regardless. And, and yeah. almost always it hurts. I think, you know, I think if it doesn't sting a little bit, I wonder yeah. um, if maybe your heart's gotten a little hard or, or you're a little jaded. Uh, and I hope that's not the case. Right. But, but typically here's what happens with leaders. And maybe you can identify with this, Jim, when, when somebody leaves, we pepper ourselves with questions. Yeah. You know, like, uh, how is this departure going to impact the church? Right. Are there people going to leave because this person's leaving? That's yeah, the one. Yes, yeah, this is dominant. Um, yeah. Right. How much information should I share about the departure and with whom? Yeah. Um, here's a couple That's I thought about. Fight. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like it's like, what, what is this going to do to our finances? Um, yeah. Here's another one I used to ask myself when I was stressing about somebody leaving is what if people are told a pack of lies about the circumstances surrounding this person's exit. Yeah. Yeah. Any of those ring a bell? Oh man. Yeah. All of them. I've rang that bell with my face uh, over and over again. <laughs> it, it's, it's such an unfair fight. Yeah. If there's a fight, if there's a disagreement that causes division as a pastor, I, I really believe that, you know, we, we're not gossips. We don't spread stuff. We don't, 
Right. You know, we, people will just have to, to believe what they believe. And in time, the body of our testimony will have to speak for itself. Yeah. But, it, so but when, when you, when you allow yourselves to be crucified and your hands are stretched out on either side and someone walks up and punches you, there's really nothing you can do. There's nothing you, either you are uncrucifying yourself to punch them back mm-hmm. or you're staying in a crucified position and you're taking a blow. And, and all the teachings of Jesus are very clear. And for some reason, my head thinks it's a terrible set of truths. Uh, you know, it, it, I don't want that. I want justice. If yeah. you gouge out my eye, I get to gouge out yours. Eye for an mm-hmm. eye, tooth for tooth, life for life. And right. Jesus says the only way to stop the insanity is for you to absorb at great expense to your own soul, you know, the blows of your enemies. And yeah. um, I, I don't mean like people enemies, but just using the exaggerative language. So we're, we're encompassing right. everything, you know. So when my enemy says, I hate you, I, I go, well, you're my enemy. When my brother says, yeah. by, by word or deed, I hate you, mm. um, it calls into question my entire calling in some ways. It calls yeah. into question my leadership. My identity is, is really questioned in that moment. And yeah. every pastor has been through this multiple times. If not, welcome to your first day of being a senior pastor. Yeah. <laughs> Soon yeah. you will need the information in this podcast. That's right. And yeah. I think that is true. It's universal. What we're talking about today is universal. Oh, Every yeah. church goes through this small yeah. church, big church, mega church yeah. are dealing with this and they're dealing with it more in the last 20 months, I believe than ever before in our lifetimes. Yes. yes. Uh, there's Absolutely. been so much pain. So let's talk about, I'd like us to talk about how to, how to think about this differently. Maybe in in to respond to it differently. Here's the first thing. So when somebody leaves, I think here's the first thing we have to tell ourselves that sometimes it's right for people to leave. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes it's right. Yeah. Um, You know, God may have sent that person to us for a season, right? Uh, To he, God sent that person or set of persons into, into our uh, lives so that we could teach them something they needed to learn. Right. Or or maybe to bring healing to something that was broken in their life um, or to launch them into the next phase of their God given purpose. Yeah. Um, Or maybe God sent that person to you for you. Yeah. For a season to teach you something. Right. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. By the way, I think I I think this subject or this reality of people departing really can be a growth opportunity yes for us as a leader so jim sometimes yeah it's right to, for people to leave what do you what do you think about that one yeah I, I think for a variety of reasons the ones you stated but i think sometimes too it, they're in the wrong place they, yeah. they came for the wrong reason they stayed for the wrong mm. reason they they're supposed to have moved i, I found that when i'm in the right place there's a grace to be there now that, that grace tends to kind of diminish and that gives you my clue that maybe it's, you know, that the, the, the decrease of pleasure, the increase of pain starts my mind wondering if I'm in the right place anymore. And I, I, right. I think we've all been through that. I doubt anybody listening has been in the same church since they were born. Mm-hmm. We've all come and gone. It's, it's part of it. I think too, that some people, you know, again, for the wrong reasons were there, the grace is gone. I mean, my, my dad had a saying, he <clears> said, <throat> some people create happiness wherever they go and others, whenever they go. And, I, and I, I think that's true that some, I, you know, if someone said, hey, I'm going to leave and you threw two parties, one was you're so glad they're leaving and one is to honor them as they go. They, they should have been there, you know. So I, holding people tightly is, is a mistake. Yeah. We, 
if they walk through our doors, we are their servants. They are not our masters, right. but we are their servants. And it's an honor to serve you on any given day that you walk through that door. And the day you stop walking through the door, I'm not dishonored by, by you not walking through the door. I'm honored by those who do, and I'm here to serve them. They are not my masters, but I am, by the grace of God, their servant. And I think it's just a healthier way to look at it. So everybody yeah. that walks out, we haven't lost a number. We haven't lost a dollar. We haven't lost a leader. We've, we've stewarded someone who's been in our care for whatever that season was. Right. Well done, good and faithful servant. And God will send somebody else through that door soon that needs what you have. And that is our life as ministers. That's, that's what yeah. we do. We serve people that are not allowed to be our masters, but we serve them as long as the grace is there and, and they are allowing us that honor of ministering to them. And when that season is up, it's okay. Right. You know, I, I think I'm thinking of one particular instance where it's right for somebody to leave. And that's if they can't buy into the vision of the church, right? Yes. yes, um, yes, yes. They, they need to be at a place where they can buy in. And, and so understanding this, that telling ourselves, hey, sometimes this is right um, for them to leave. And, it, and I think it won't eliminate the pain. It will reduce the pain, yeah. I think, to some degree over time associated with their departure. And that kind of leads me to the next yeah. point here. And that's that we should grieve, right? Yeah, it happens. Yeah. You know, when people, I disciple left the church, here's what happened to me, Jim, as a, as a young guy, I would, first of all, I was shocked. I shouldn't have been, but I, I was, I was shocked. Yeah. Then I got angry. Yeah. You know, angry at them for leaving, angry at myself for allowing it to happen. Uh, or maybe I did something. I, I think, you know, I, I would scour my memory. What did I do? What did I say yeah. that made this uh, happen? And then I got sad. Yeah. And I was unknowingly walking through the preliminary stages of grief. Grief. Yeah. And so, look, if, if somebody has left your church, and I've heard story after story after story. I've heard hundreds of stories in the last 20 months, sure. pastors telling me, John, people left and these were our best friends. And, and, and Jim, I could just feel the pain. Yeah. Um, and we told every last one of them, um, you need to grieve. Yeah. You, you grieve your loss. Uh, and it's, it's, it's legitimate. Uh, if you want to get better, you're going to have to don't marginalize this. Don't minimize this. Don't say, well, this happened. This is happening to everybody. Yeah, it is happening to everybody, yeah. but that doesn't make it hurt any less. Right. That doesn't diminish the pain. So, right. so I think knowing how to mourn properly will help you when people leave. Um, now, I want to ask you this about yeah. this, Jim, I'm of the opinion that the, the morning shouldn't be public. Yes. You know, that, uh, that we grieve openly in front of the entire congregation. Yeah. Um, what do you think about that? Uh, Cause yeah, I, I think our, that happens and I'm not sure that's healthy. Yeah. Our, our mandate is unity and public pain causes sides to be formed. Mm. Uh, when, when my wife and I were youth pastors, uh, we began dating, but privately, because she was kind of the female ministry to the girls. I was the male ministry to the guys and then the pastor over all of it. Mm -hmm. And we decided that if anything didn't go right in our relationship, you know, if, if we didn't progress to marriage and so forth, then we decided not to, 
that the kids would then be in the middle of a divorce almost. Mm-hmm. I think we have, it isn't necessarily divided congregations. It could be divorced congregations mm-hmm. over this sort of thing where you have to, you have to take a side, you know, one against the other. So yeah, mm-hmm. I, I, I think lying and saying I'm okay when you're not is one thing, but Hey, so what really happened? Oh, you know what? I, that's between God and I and them, mm-hmm. um, you know, those sorts of things. And well, this is really going to hurt our church, Well, you know, it's God's church and we're here to serve it. And let's that's get true. back to work and let's, you know, those sorts of things where it doesn't deny that there's pain. It just doesn't. Right. I, again, though, we, we did talk about in our last podcast, close friends where you can be honest. That's important. Yeah. But from the pulpit on Sunday morning with the entire congregation, knowingly or unknowingly, you're just dividing your people because yeah. you're hurt. You, you, when I'm, when I'm wronged, I really like people to think I'm right. Yeah. And so having a, a larger group of people that agree with me than agree with the dissenter yes. is human nature, but man, is it bad for the body of Christ? It yeah. is so bad. Division is something, I mean, Jesus's final prayer in peace, make them one. This is something that will, that will contradict that prayer. And we dare not treat his bride so recklessly. It's, it's inappropriate. So, so I would encourage our listeners and watchers, uh, if you're leading and you've had people leaving and it's been painful for you, um, you can share, I think you can share that with a select group of people, you know, your your spouse, you should share that with your spouse, maybe a trusted mentor who help you unpack that, um, your board. Uh, I think, I think that's healthy. And e- but even in those moments, stick to the facts, you know, yeah. ask, ask for prayer, uh, yeah. remind them to remain confidential uh, with this. And the reason I think this is important is that I, be- I believe a shared burden is automatically cut in two. It's cut in half. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so uh, we want to encourage you to not walk through your grief by yourself. Uh, so, so here's the third thing yeah. uh, we, we talked about, Hey, sometimes it's right to leave. Secondly, Grieve your loss. Third, say goodbye graciously. Yes, if you can. Yeah, if they let you. you Absolutely. Yeah. As far as it depends on you. Yeah. You know, when people leave, everything might inside of you might be screaming. Let the jerk have it. You know. (laughs) Yeah. And and that's that's justice, but that's not mercy. That's right, and it's not healthy. No. Uh, you know, caving into that urge to blast away, it, it might feel cathartic in the moment, yeah. but it will be short-lived and, and not worth the long-term damage you will do. Yes. You know, something, something we mentioned in the book is that if you vilify everyone who leaves, then only bad people leave our church. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah. if I don't be painted as bad, you have to be worse than, than, than I am for leaving. Yeah. So it, instead of people leaving freely and open-handedly and with blessing, they have to leave like in pain and we wouldn't have left except for that doctrinal heresy they just preached or that mm-hmm. the bad leadership or the spiritual abuse or the, like they, if you, if everybody leaves is bad, they have to have a really good reason for leaving. And often that good reason is focused on bad leadership. It, it just creates a, a cancer in the body. So, yeah. you know, I heard they left and they're mad. Well, we bless them. You know, we love those guys. And, you know, yeah. well, I heard that there was a problem. Oh, really? Well, that's, that would be between them and God. And I, you know, I'm not, I'm not here to talk to you about their problem. You know, those sorts of things. Just love covers. And, yeah. and, and that that is honestly, as it seems like it's hard. But as Jesus says, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. That must mean that what seems hard to us is, is only hard compared to, uh, or what would be harder than what he's commanded us to do is to not do what he's commanded us to do. Yeah. Let's right. not cover over the multitude of sins. Let's, Let's blame and shame and play the whole game. 
um, that must have a harder result than covering and turning the other cheek and forgiving. Otherwise, Jesus wouldn't have said, this is, compared to that, my yoke is easy. My burden is light. Right. My way, it's the best way. Do it another way. And you're falling for the same lie as Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden, that there must be a better way than God's way. There really is not. This is the way to do it. Yeah, and experience teaches us that. Yes. You know, in the moment, it might be harder. In the moment. Yeah. In the long run, it's not. Right. It's, it, it's actually easier in the long run. It's, you know, uh, I had a fractured tooth uh, two years ago. Half my face swole up. Yeah. Um, they, I, they had to go in and extract that puppy <laughs> and, uh, you know, load me up with antibiotics and all that. And it hurt and it was painful, but it was over with um, much quicker had I not gone in and, and extracted that thing. So, yes. Um, so just on a practical note, so if you can do your best to be gracious when people leave, bless them on the way out. You know, if they've contributed in any way, shape or form, give thanks to them for that. Thank them for that. Um, wish them the best for their future. Uh, and, I, and I would just say this, commit to them that you'll never throw them under the bus. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And you would ask them to extend that same courtesy to you. Yeah, uh, that's what I mean by gracious goodbyes. Yes. And let, let me give you one more, Jim, and, uh, and then we'll, we'll wrap it up here uh, on, on Pod 113. And that is this, after you've understood it's right for people, sometimes it's right for people to leave and you've grieved the loss and you've said goodbye graciously, yeah. get back to work. That's it. Huge. Yeah. Yeah. Remember the vision God has given you and your team. Get back working on that. Keep yeah. running the plays out of your playbook. Yeah. Um, keep living out your values. And, and when people leave, when they, when they, when they leave, it, it might feel like the end of the world, but it's not the end of the world. Yeah. You know, a disgruntled member leaving your church doesn't change God's plan for your church. Yeah. And the church you lead, I believe this, that the church you lead is maybe is likely more resilient than you think it is. What, yeah. what, what do you think about that, uh, Jim? Yeah, I, I, just as far as an, an analogy, um, if, if you're in combat and one of your guys gets hit, that isn't the end of the war. No. That's, you, you have to keep moving forward. There, there's still a goal, there's still an objective, there's still a tyranny that needs to be fought. There's still, and I, I think if I get lost in my own pain, that's all I have. So I, I, I'm sure that everybody goes through this, but I agree with you 100%. The best thing to do is to, to grieve it, to mourn it, to understand it, to come to terms with it. But, but when that's done, if you're not careful, you'll say, well, what hurts me is people. So what mm -hmm. I don't want to do now is try and more people. Yeah. So I only have a couple of close friends. I'll isolate myself. I'll, I'll come out on the platform, do my thing, go back in again, and I interact with people because people are bad and people hurt me. And it, it is true in some sense that when God wants to encourage me, he sends me people. And when the devil wants to discourage me, he sends me people. I, I get that. I, I get that, that people, including myself, are very dangerous um, animals. They, they can do a tremendous amount of good or harm, depending on who, which father they're behaving like at any given moment, right? Mm -hmm. But, I, but I, I agree that the best thing for my soul is to get back to fighting. 
get back to war, get back to work, get back to on my face in prayer. And as it starts to creep up, like I'm praying for people. Well, I remember the last time you prayed for somebody, that guy turned on you. Stop. That's a, that's a thought that's taken captive. It's yes. an obedient to Christ. Um, and, and you move forward because there, there is a joy in the journey that is not found at the truck stop. So you, if you get side yeah. railed in pain, I, 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 like, again, there's a moment, take a break, fill up your tank, figure it out. But man, get back on the road as soon as you can, because this we have a place to go. We've got a, right. a thing to do. And the joy is in that journey, not in the truck stop mourning the flat tire we just got. So move, right. move forward. God's given you promises and the devil's given you, you know, what the devil gives you, like which whichever one you dwell on is is dictating your future. Mm. So get back on the plan, you know, get back to it and win some people to Jesus. That's right. That's right. And Jim, uh, you know, we've just kind of touched on uh, the, the content and putting the good and goodbye. Yeah. So if you're listening or watching today, and, and this is something that you feel like, man, I, I really need help with this. Um, you know, we wrote this book. It's almost four years ago now, Jim, that we wrote yeah. that book. Can you believe that? Yeah. Um, and uh, and it still is. I think it might be more relevant today than say, yeah. when we wrote it. Timely. Yeah. Yeah. So they can pick that up at our website, convergecoach.com. And, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's a, yeah. it's not a long book. Uh, you'll be able to read it in probably two, three days and, uh, but just full of great ideas, practical steps to help you deal with one of the most painful things that can happen to a leader. Yeah. I, I spoke at a conference recently and I, I like to bring gifts with me to give to the attenders of the conference. And I, that's what I brought this time. Mm. And by the next morning, I had people walking out to me saying, this has changed my life. I, wow. I don't know if they remember what I said the day before, but the book that they read, like, like people came to me with the dog-eared book. They were half done with the book. And one night's reading, I said, oh, man, I, you, know, you really got into it. He said, no, I had to stop because I had to stop and digest. You were talking to me. You and John were speaking to me. And I, I think this is one of the greatest discouragements and sources of pain in a minister's life. Me too. And there's very, very, I mean, precious little being said about it other than just buck up and get back to work. And there's a much better conversation that, that we can have. And I, I hope that they will um, go to the website and, and get this because it's, it is, if you don't need it now, you'll need it eventually. And if you don't need it now, it's probably, you probably needed it then, but then it's passed. It's still important that you get this information in your heart because you can help other people That's and it'll right. help you digest even better. So John, thank you. And, and again, you know, Hey, I don't need a book, man. I need a surgeon. I need an ER doc, you know, how, how would they get a hold of you to really, if someone's thinking about quitting today because of this, they, they don't need to wait for a week and a half for a book. That's right. They need a friend. They need a counselor. How, how could they get a hold of you for that? Yeah, it's super easy, Jim. Just go to convergecoach.com and click on the contact us button. And uh, we'll ask for your email and a phone number and we'll reach out to you and give you 30 minutes of our time, uh, no charge and see if we can be helpful to you. And if we can't, uh, help you. We have a great network of people that we're related to that I'm pretty sure we can find somebody yes. who can help you with whatever it is that's going on in your world. Right on. Good. Thanks, John. And thank you for your heart for this, for pastors, for leaders and local churches. Mm -hmm. it, it makes, I think only heaven will tell you what a difference this makes. Mm -hmm. And uh, for what I hear here on earth, it's doing, it's doing a great work. So God bless you. And thank you for loving and fathering and counseling and professoring. I put that in there one more time, professoring the class today. So God bless you, our listeners and watchers. It is always um, a distinct honor to be trusted and we, yeah. we don't take it lightly. And we are here. We are here. We love you. We care about you. We care about what you do. And if we can help in any way, John's already told you this is, this is how we start the conversation. So God bless you. 
as you continue to lead from alignment.